Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Need help getting your builder's registration? Call Master Builders Victoria today to discuss our member support program. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Julian Stoop sitting in for Dwayne Russell. Just had Janine Watson on the show. An amazing story. Some nice feedback on the 40 Wings temper. Uh, I should make a movie about this woman. She's amazing. It was one of two great human stories today. And the other one being referenced there is uh, the story that came out of Melbourne United this morning. Isaac Humphreys coming out as gay. It makes him the only professional basketballer in any league in the world that has come out as openly gay. Uh, and we're going to speak now to the NBL commissioner, uh, Jeremy Lowliga. Plenty to talk about uh, with you, Jeremy. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for having me. It was a, it was a powerful uh, video we saw released by Melbourne United today. When did you first become aware that um, Isaac was going to go public uh, with his sexuality? Uh, just very late uh, yesterday. So just after he spoke with his teammates, I believe. And, um, yeah, we were really pleased that he, that he had the confidence and uh, the ability to do so after having had that conversation with his teammates. Who, as you could see from that video, were very, very supportive. And uh, for those of you who haven't checked it out, jump on Isaac Humphrey's uh, Twitter account and have a look. It was a, a pretty special moment. How did you feel when you were watching it? Um, I actually felt really emotional. Uh I was super uh, proud of the fact that you know he, he'd been carrying this what must have felt like a burden for a very long time, and that he finally reached a, a space in his um, in himself and in his career, and and uh, surrounded by people where he thought he could finally speak up and and be himself in a, a, a more public forum. And that's, I, I just felt super happy for him. What does it say about Melbourne United and therefore also the NBL that he felt he could? come out in in this environment yeah look uh, I, I don't want to speak for melbourne united but i'll certainly say as a league where we're very welcoming of everyone we're all about inclusion and diversity um and as i said i don't want to put words into melbourne united's mouth but they always have pri- uh, prided themselves on being an inclusive club um not just because of what's happened today they've walked it and they've talked it for a number of years now and um I think that's reflected in the fact that Isaac actually felt comfortable at that club making this announcement and and being comfortable being himself and and embracing it. I guess it it is a big story because it has been so rare in in male professional sport. Do you think we're going to get to a day, and and hopefully not too far down the track, where it isn't really a story when someone comes out in, in male professional sport as gay? Yeah, I really hope so. And, uh, you know, it's such a brave thing to do to be the first at anything. Um, but I think 
Isaac has sort of breached a new frontier and was going to make it so much easier for those who follow in his footsteps. And we love to see that. I mean, uh, we, we saw it with Josh Cavallo in the A-Leagues earlier and, um, and, and now with Isaac doing the same in the NBL. I hope it makes that decision so much easier for so many other people out there who might be grappling with the same decision-making process and letting the people know that um, you are who you are. Um, it, it's a... I don't know, it was a very empowering feeling mm. when I saw him um, make those statements in that video. And um, I think not just empowering for him, but it will be empowering for others as well to have the confidence that I can be who I am, whether I'm an athlete or a professional or a politician or a business person, my sexuality doesn't and shouldn't matter. Um, so I, I hope it does become the norm in sport. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're, we're all on the same page there. No NBL last weekend. We know it's international uh, break uh, the Boomers booked their spot at the World Cup with a 97-50 win over Kazakhstan in their Asian qualifier on Friday night. Now we know the Boomers, and it was the same with the under-19 team, were were due to play a match uh, in Iran. Have you been disappointed with how that's all been handled by FIBA? Um, look, uh, we don't have a huge amount to do with um, FIBA World Cup qualifiers. That's very much Basketball Australia's domain and we do whatever we can to make players available to participate in those qualifying windows. We don't have anything to do with scheduling or where the games are played or team selection. And um, so I, I, It's not my place to say that I'm disappointed with FIBA. Um, I think it was a, a, a sensible decision by Basketball Australia um, and to do what was in the right interests of the players, particularly in the circumstance that we'd already qualified um, beyond this round. And so there was no need to play that game. So I applaud them for that. Um, but I wouldn't go so far as to presume what FIBA has or hasn't done to say that I was disappointed with them. Yeah, I probably should have rephrased the question a little bit different. I mean, I sort of mean, were you disappointed for the you know, players that play in the NBL were, were sort of put in that situation where there had to be a decision made by them and therefore by, and Basketball Australia. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I guess it's a challenging position for FIBA to be in as well. Um, so just for the benefit of your listeners, it's not like all of the World Cup qualifiers were held in Iran. Mm. It was this game scheduled to be held against the Iranian team and, and it's, it just came to be that Australia was scheduled to play Iran and, and that's just the luck of the draw. Um, so to, it would have been a difficult decision for them either way to say that, hey, Team Iran, you have to play a World Cup qualifier uh, against Australia, which is challenging enough in its own right, um, but we're not going to allow you to do it at home. I can understand that they're put in a tricky position as well, and, um, um, but I really respect the position that Basketball Australia has taken in respect of their decision not, not to play. Speaking to NBL Commissioner Jeremy Lowlega, it's been a great start to the NBL season, a lot of the unpredictable results. One of the the unfortunate stories, though, has been several cases of sort of online bullying and some, some terrible messages online towards players. A lot of it's been around gambling. I know you're working closely with the Players Association, the Integrity Unit, the police force to try and tackle this amount of online abuse. I mean, for, oh, that's an obvious question, but how disappointing has that been from your point of view? And I guess it's it's that difficult question about, you know, betting in sport as well and, and some of the... The, the poor outcomes that come from that. Yeah, it, I, I think the kind of abuse that's been levelled at players online is abhorrent. Um, and that's not limited to basketball or NBL. It's, it's just not on. I mean, if any of these people were to be 
publicly abused uh, online um, and named and shamed, you know, it, it would have an in enormous impact on their life. Well, these guys have public profile and are going out there doing the best they can do to put on a show for us. They're entertainers and they're professionals. And I think if they don't have a good game, no one feels worse about it than they do. <laughs> these guys are hardwired to be high performers. And the last thing that they need when they have a, a questionable game or their performance hasn't been at their best is someone calling them out and actually blaming them for that because of what it would just a nonsense reasons to do with betting. Um, certainly the, the police and Basketball Australia and our integrity folk work day and night to ensure that there are not integrity matters infiltrating player performances. Um, I, I guarantee you, if there are, we're more likely to pick them up than, than ill-informed punters on social media platforms who are just having a swipe. So we won't stand for it. We'll do whatever we have to do in order to help stamp it out. And in the meantime, we're there to support our players should they need it. The NBL 23 Unrivaled series has uh, been out for a while now. Uh, it's, it's a great series. It's, you know, it goes behind the scenes of the Wildcat struggles. Aaron Baines opens up about his, his mental health. Uh, a couple of the imports talk about the challenges of, of being imports. What do you hope to sort of achieve with a series like that? Yeah, look, it, it, we're seeking to provide fans with a behind-the-scenes look at the league. and We want to document and highlight our players and tell their stories in an in-depth format. Um, we're, we're going to be continuing to release episodes throughout the course of the season and, um, and highlighting the biggest storylines during the campaign. And the reason for that is our players are not just incredible athletes, they're incredible people, and our coaches for that matter. Um, they've got some incredible backstories. And we're trying to fill in some of those gaps that people may not know about these individuals. Um, but then at the same time, try and give some insight to what happens in a basketball club during the, the cut and thrust of the course of a season, um, just how much pressure these people are under to perform. You know, we have a, a slightly different ecosystem to a number of other sports here in Australia and that it's a truly global marketplace. And um, it, can be, it can be pretty cutthroat at times. You know, people come and go. We've seen, um, we've seen a couple of import players released in, in just recent times. Yeah. Um, we want to give people some real insight into the fact that this stuff happens every day and is, is very high pressure and hugely entertaining. And tell us about this recent broadcast deal you've signed with DAZN. What, what does that mean for the league? Yeah, DAZN. Look, DAZN is a, a really big global player in basketball. Uh, and principally what they're helping us do is deliver our content to new markets in Europe. And we, we were already broadcast live in around 25 countries around the world. And this will increase that number considerably. Um, so our reach uh, is going through the roof globally at the moment. We really are regarded around the world as the second best domestic league after the NBA. Now, there's, there's the Euro League, which is effectively a Champions League of the biggest basketball teams in Europe. Um, but as a domestic competition, we stack up there and are every bit as good at, if not better, than most of those European leagues. There's a huge market and appetite for basketball in Europe. We've got some really talented European players here at the moment. We have over the last couple of years, a number of whom have gone on to play in the NBA. And so we're seeking to, to basically feed that appetite and recognise that there is a hunger there to know more about the NBL. And we're really pleased to be partnering with the zone to take it into, um, into Europe in a more meaningful way. As Australians, Jeremy, and even as basketball fans, do we underestimate the strength of basketball in Europe? 
Oh, yeah, it's a huge market. Um, and unless you've been and witnessed it for yourself, uh, it's, quite, it's quite difficult to explain just how raucous these fans are and how, how fanatical they actually are about their teams. It stems from their huge love of football, and it's not a surprise that um, the, a lot of the big basketball clubs are, I guess, sister clubs of their football equivalents. So the Real Madrid and Fenerbahce's and Olympiacos of the world Panathinaikos, they're, they're all big basketball teams as well. And when they get together, my goodness, is it a spectacle. <laughs> it's very different to going to an NBL game or an NBA game. It is a lot more like going to a, a football game, but indoors. Um, so a lot less, um, I guess, music and a lot less from the court announcer. Uh, and the crowd tend to make more of the atmosphere. It's, it's flags and it's flares and it's chanting the whole way through. But the quality of the basketball there is very, very good. Um, it's far more focused on fundamentals and basketball IQ and technique than it is on athleticism. And we sort of see ourselves, if you put the EuroLeague at one end of the extreme um, or European basketball and NBA at the other end of, of that extreme in terms of being very focused on athleticism and spacing, um, we think we're sort of a hybrid of the two. And that's why we think that our product will be very attractive to a European audience where obviously they're big fans of the NBA, huge fans of their own European style of basketball, and we fit nicely in the middle. So hopefully it will really resonate. Yep, Gazy's got some interesting stories about uh, basketball in Europe. Just before I let you go, Jeremy, it is tough work tipping a winner in the NBL right now. I guess the, the Kings are strong, as we all expected, being the reigning champs. But from week to week, picking winners is very difficult. Yeah, and look, if you had this conversation with me 12 months ago um, when... I think Cairns and, and New Zealand were, were on the bottom of the ladder at the same sort of period of the season. So now being right up there at the pointy end along with Sydney Kings, it's fantastic. It really is great to see New Zealand so competitive in their first season back on home soil after COVID. I, don't, I can't think of a fan base more deserving of a, a fully fit and functional basketball team at the moment. So I'm thrilled for the Breakers fans. And then the Taipans, they're just week to week, they're continuing to impress. They're playing a really entertaining style of basketball as well as the fact that they're winning pretty consistently. So it's shaping up to be a very exciting season because I do see some of the like the big dogs, I guess, who are probably under, underperforming by their own standards at the moment. And I would put Melbourne United and yep. Perth into that category. I do expect them to come home with a wet sail because... They might have a run, but it's hard to keep big behemoths like that down for too long. So it's going to make for a really, really compelling uh, middle part of the season, I think. Yeah, it's been a great start, and it all resumes again tomorrow night. Uh, Jeremy, uh, thanks so much uh, for your time. On what, what is a pretty significant day uh, for the league, and particularly uh, Melbourne United and Isaac Humphreys? Thanks for your time. Thanks very much, Jules. It's been a pleasure. And remember, watch every NBL game live on ESPN via KO and Foxtel or via 10 Peach and 10 Play every Sunday from 2 to 6 p.m. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.